Hi, Becca. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you, Chris. No worries. Thanks for joining me today. Today I'm joining, joined by Becca from Mustard Made. And Mustard Made make these amazing lockers for your house, for, you know, for interior decorating. And uh, Becca's an awesome businesswoman who runs a global business from Newcastle. Tell us how you got into making metal lockers, Becca. <laughs> it's a question I get asked a lot. Um, so, so I guess the idea was just born from my love of vintage furniture and I had a bunch of different lockers that I had found on the side of the road or in antique stores and I was using them in my home and my jewellery studio and I loved them but they just weren't quite as practical as I wish they were. Um, and one day my sister flew over from England and we were talking about starting a business and I suggested how about lockers and she said no nah, I'm not really sure about that I wouldn't have one in my home I was like just leave it with me I'll I'll convince you and yeah a year later we launched mustard and needless to say she was convinced and she now has I think five in her home so <laughs> it worked out. Well, they're pretty awesome. I, I know that, at, you know, um, I've seen Charmaine's that she has in her place it's, and Charmaine works for SmartSend, as you know. So that's, they're pretty awesome lockers. They're really great. And they've not just taken off in the UK and Australia. You've now launched into the US as well. Yeah, yeah. So we launched last year. Um, we had certainly our fair share of delays and challenges with COVID and, and making that decision to launch in a country where we we just knew we weren't going to be able to get to ourselves was a pretty bold move but you know we found found the right people to work with and yeah so far it's been it's been a wonderful journey actually how awesome and you girls are incredible the way that you go and it's such a unique product do you have any um competitors at all yeah i mean We've definitely noticed that since we, you know, when we started, we did a lot of market research and there wasn't a whole lot on the market. And I mean, I feel like there's a lot of mustard inspired products these days. So that's definitely been a kind of, you know, it's one of those things that always gives you a bit of a, a pit, you know, that horrible feeling in your stomach, um, that churn when you, when we see a kind of copycat product. Yep. But we just, I mean, for us, we just try to focus on doing what we're doing and doing it best and thinking that it's a big world and hoping that the right people will find our brand and what we stand for will mean something to them and they'll choose, you know, choose us over a competitor and, you know, not everyone will and that's okay, but um, we're kind of building our community and our brand presence to be something that, you know, we're excited by. So it's an awesome product. It's a if somebody wants to, someone said this to me very early in the in SmartSend days when we first started having some copycats because we were the original mm. in Australia. And it was, it was, you know, if someone wants to copy your business, then you really, it's a feather in your cap. Yeah. You know, that yeah. your business is so awesome that somebody else wants to, 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 copy your product and sell it on the market. So, you know, it's a big marketplace yeah. and, you know, yeah, so that's, and I think I've always just, taken that away. Just like with SmartSend, you know, you it might look easy from the outside, but we know all too well that it's 
it's a challenging business to be in. And, you know, SmartSense is a very complex industry. And if somebody feels that they can copy that, I mean, I wish I wish them good luck. Because <laughs> well, I, I, I know what, like, you know, I know what's ahead. I know what's ahead of, of sell, you know, selling lockers. I know how challenging it's been for us and the highs and lows and, and the blood, sweat and tears that goes into building your business, you know. So, yeah, each to their so- own. Yeah, exactly. So you're a mum as well, and you've got a little wee one as well as two other older children as well. How do you balance your life? How do you find that work-life balance, being a mum and juggling everything in with that and run a global business at the same time? A good question. I'm still figuring, figuring out week by week, but I think that the sort of key thing that I've learned is just to, for me anyway, what works is to have times when I'm working and times when I'm being a mum. And the the biggest stress kind of comes when I'm trying to do both of those things, like check emails while, you know, getting my kids their pyjamas on. Like that's, you know, the stress is always when those two collide. So I think for me, it's like having a nice clear separation where my kids are in daycare and that's my work day. And I get a full day at the office and I make the most of that time. And then I get home and then I'm mum. It can be particularly challenging because we work with people in the UK and now the US as well. So time zones is, you know, it's really hard to be kind of strict. So I think something that I kind of started doing last year was saying that I had like a, a Monday and Tuesday night, I would work because I do have to work some nights. But if, if something doesn't fit into Monday, Tuesday, then it has to roll over to next week. And, you know, I'm not, not always able to stick to that, but it's certainly like a good, a good kind of plan and for the people around me to, to think of it that way. So they know that they can ask me on those nights, but, but not another night I'll be with my kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. I think that setting those boundaries and setting them early mm-hmm. is um, it, it gives you a little bit more control over where you are instead of trying to be everything to everybody all the time. Definitely. And, and that's where having a team comes in as well. And, you know, learning. When, when we first started, it was just, well, the first kind of six months was just me and then Jess quit her job and, and joined full time and it, we did everything. And now we have a whole team who are able to completely, you know, take whole chunks of work and run with it without us being so involved and I think once once we kind of have started to build that team and they've got to know mustard in in and out you know then then that kind of allows you to take your hands off a little bit more as well yeah and it's a hard I you know when we transitioned from just being you know the two of us then It, it, you know, into developing a team and handing over control. It's a, it's a hard call, isn't it, at the beginning? Yeah. You're like, are they going to be able to do it as well as I am? But, you know, for your own sanity and to scale your business, you really yeah. have to, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. It's definitely been a, yeah, that process has been a real learning process for me. You know, I've always been very independent and very much, um, you know, I can, I can do everything. And now I certainly can't, you know, I, I can't do everything. And that's, that's why they're so important to me. And yeah, we feel, feel very grateful to have found great people to work with. Yeah, that's awesome. Also, I think that, that um, 
you know, what the reason why you start something in the first place has got to be paramount in your, did you, did you start your business to have more time with family or, you know, to be more flexible with your kids? And then if that becomes all consuming, all consuming and you don't end up having mm. that, then you've defeated the purpose of why you started in the first place, don't you? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for, for us, like a big reason was so that Jess and I could hang out more because we'd lived apart for, since we were teenagers really so it was kind of a good excuse and before COVID I think we saw each other six times in a year which is pretty crazy you know considering we live on opposite sides of the world um and so yeah hopefully now Jess is going to come over in March and that'll be at least twice this year which actually no and then she's getting married in July so I'll be going over there for that so three times this year is our our goal which um Yeah. yeah we're pretty excited about so I think that's that's always been a driving force for me is, is kind of enjoying and, you know, I get to see, well, I get to see her, but also my other family more. Yeah. Um, and, and then I think it's like flexibility and that, you know, it works both ways. Like that means that I have to work nights, but it means that if I want to take a Friday off, I can. So, you know, there's a, there's a trade-off or a balance that you have there that, um, yeah, I try to keep that in mind. Like there's no point in still saying I have flexibility if I never use it or never well, that's right. reap the yeah, rewards. I, <laughs> I used to like being available. I found it myself as single, I was a single mum. And that just being available to go to sports days or, you know, if mm. the kids had the school was doing something, you could volunteer that and be there for the kids. And, you know, when you're working full time for someone else, you don't have that flexibility to be able to, you know, have that time with them. So I found that myself, that was really important to me to be there for my mm. kids on those times when, you know, if I worked for someone else, I wouldn't be able to have the flexibility to do that. Yeah, and and actually that's kind of something that we've been really, we really tried to give our team that flexibility that we've kind of carved out for ourselves as well. So, you know, if a lot of our team have uh, kids, in fact, most of them have three children. So they, you know, they've all been challenged a lot with COVID and lockdowns and daycares closing and things like that. So yeah, we've, we really try to allow them to have that flexibility and to know that, um, you know, it's not just us that can take the Friday afternoon off now. Like they're in a business that they can do that too. And, and that, yeah. that's how important this is to us, that we, we want you to have that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that women supporting women is really invaluable. Did you get that? Just paused. You said, I love that. And then I love that women supporting women. So it's, it's really important because, you know, women really only understand what women go through and what stresses we are in guys. It's not that they're not helpful or that they don't want to help, but their focus in the way that they're made is a bit different to us. Mm. And I think it's, you know, it's what you value in somebody like, do you value them being there nine to five or do you value them being so committed that if they have to leave early, you know, they'll they'll come in earlier the next day or, or whatever it is, you know, they'll yeah. find a way to do what needs to be done. And, yeah. you know, some, sometimes we do photo shoots that are all weekend or we're planning one that is in Victoria. So we're going to do a road trip and drive there. And, you know, the fact that our team are just like, yeah, let's do it yeah. on a weekend, you know, overnight, 
you know, that that is so much more important than having these kind of rigid, flexible ideas of what yeah. a good employee is. Yeah, you know, I agree. It's the commitment and the, the joy of coming to work means so much more. And the passion that they bring with them then, then yeah. reflects across your whole business, doesn't it? Totally, yeah. yeah. So just let's wrap it up a bit. What's your next step for, for Mustard Made and Becca? Mm, oh, for Mustard, we've got a new colour coming soon. So we, that's the photo shoot that we're planning. Um, and then we're starting to work on some other products, some smaller, some larger, which is exciting. Oh, the larger um, ones that worry for me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we know all about shipping large products and how, you know, how challenging it is. I always say my next business, I'm going to sell like teddy bears or something soft and fluffy and unbreakable. Yeah. Um, awesome. Highly recommend. Yeah, the teddy bear industry. <laughs> um, and for me, I think like this year is, is sort of about... Um, I guess a lot of the things we talked about, you know, find, finding that balance, bringing a bit more joy back into my work and my life outside of work, just generally having more life outside yeah. of work. And, um, yeah, I think kind of uh, this year we're planning to expand our team quite significantly. So that for me is, you know, I guess a personal challenge and, and where I see myself within the business. So kind of developing my own role and, yeah, I think it's a, a year of lots of growing. Oh, good. Good. Well, as always, we're, we yeah. always think that we're, you know, smart sends an extension of all our customers, but we love you guys. You are <laughs> awesome. So easy to deal with, but not in a negative way. Not that you're complacent, but you just are understanding and you learn and you've learnt the lessons of because mm. transport just isn't as easy as it seems. Yeah, I think I think it's like, you know, everyone's doing their best, right? Everyone's trying. Yeah. And some things, you know, you just have to embrace the challenges. And and I think, you know, from our point of view, working with people who are real experts, you know, there's no good coming to you and, and crying about something that didn't work out. It's like, okay, well, let's learn so that next time we can do better and we can do better and the people around us can understand more or what is it that our customers are not getting you know, that maybe leads to that disappointment or how can we communicate that? So we're, you know, we're always sort of updating the text on our website to be, you know, more accurate or, or things like that. It's like little ways to to learn and grow. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, we're here to, you know, to try and keep everybody in the in the loop as much as possible. It's not always easy, but uh, yeah. Uh, you've done amazingly given all the, you know, that, that old word, unprecedented challenges. Oh, there's been a few. There's been a few over the last couple of years, but you know, like two hundred, once in two hundred year floods in South Australia were really unexpected, mm. and you know that's been a bit of a anyway. Everything's starting to move now, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I won't hold you up anymore. As always, it's such a pleasure to talk to you, and you um, we'll uh, and thank you for your time today. Thanks, Chris. It was lovely to talk to you.